Now, if you're already paying down a big mortgage, this will come perhaps as no surprise. Australians are devoting a greater share of their pay packets to mortgage repayments than any other advanced economy in the world. That's according to the International Monetary Fund. The ABC senior business correspondent Peter Ryan joins us now. Peter, it's not really the sort of world record Australia wants, is it? No, definitely not, Tom, but this is from the International Monetary Fund's Global Financial Stability Review. And uh, and when it comes to mortgage stress, yes, Australia is at the top of the table, followed by Canada, Norway, the Netherlands and Sweden. The IMF's analysis shows debt servicing ratios have increased sharply in economies like Australia, where most households have variable rate mortgages. Uh, and here we've been hit by 12 interest rate rises since May last year, totalling rises of four percentage points up from zero. But even before what looked like the end of rate rises, the IMF took a snapshot in December last year when the RBA had raised the cash rate to 3.1%, one percentage point below where it is now. It showed the share of household income devoted to paying debt had hit 15%, and that's more than any other advanced economy. But as you said, that won't be a surprise to anyone who's struggling with those repayments at the moment. No, perhaps not yet. Despite everything that's been thrown at it, Australia's economy, while sluggish, sure, is resilient. House prices are already bouncing back. How does the IMF explain that? Well, Tom, we've seen that uh, people at the moment are doing whatever it takes to pay their mortgage first above anything else, making hard decisions about household budgets and cutting discretionary spending. But yes, house prices, especially in Sydney, are rebounding recently. Um, And we had a correction off those pandemic highs in 2021, but values are still above pre-pandemic levels, according to CoreLogic, even though Australia did experience some bigger house price falls than other uh, countries around the world. The IMF says despite higher mortgage rates and lower affordability, it's all about the low supply of housing and the great demand for housing that's keeping prices high. Also that fear of missing out factor where people are paying a lot uh, just to get a foot in the door. The IMF says that the rebounding house prices are, are complicating the Reserve Bank's efforts to bring inflation down back into that 2 to 3% target band because those are real estate prices are fueling inflation. Now, just on that mortgage stress league table, the United States is down at number eight. And a big reason for that is the lower exposure uh, to interest rate rises because in the United States, you can take out a 30-year mortgage with a fixed rate Stays the same. Yeah, so it's set and forget. It's not the sort of exposure of decisions that we have uh, with the Reserve Bank here in Australia. Currently, 11 decisions a year. Soon that will be cut to eight decisions a year. And as we've seen over the last 18 months, those decisions really have become uh, broadcast events uh, that I've contributed to that uh, borrowers really hang on. Yeah, I feel like I'm talking to you about it every day. It's it's <laughs> unbelievable. But you're right, important to put in perspective, in Australia, very different compared to the way that, that other countries work in this regard. And, uh, yeah, housing FOMO, there you go. Now, the IMF, though, just the global picture, Peter Ryan, it's updated its forecasts for the global economy. What's the outlook there? 
Well, uh, just in Australia, Tom, growth is slowing, but it is growth nonetheless. It's not contracting. The IMF thinks the Australian economy will expand by just 1.2% next year. That's down from the previous forecast of 1.7%. These are forecasts are broadly in line with what the Reserve Bank and Treasury see um, because high interest rates have hit consumer and business spending. On unemployment, the IMF sees it rising to 4.3% from the current 3.7% as growth slows, but it's still at a low level. And on inflation, higher for longer, which is a theme around the world, averaging 4% next year. That's still well above um, the 3.2% that was forecast in April. Globally, the economy is limping along, not sprinting, to quote the IMF. Uh, growth slowing from 3.5% in 2022 to 3% this year, then 2.9% in 2024. But the IMF is now saying the chances of a hard economic landing have receded. Back home, this is interesting, Virgin Australia, the airline, it's posted its first profit in more than a decade, Peter Ryan. Quite a turnaround by the looks of it. Yeah, well, as our listeners would recall, Virgin went into voluntary administration in 2020 during the pandemic with massive debts where airlines around the world were grounded and also Qantas has said it will. The former chief executive, Alan Joyce, said that Qantas was weeks away from insolvency. Now, um, Virgin had to bring in the corporate doctors for a restructuring. It was sold to the private equity company Bain Capital for $3.5 billion, including the liabilities. So you fast forward to 2023, and thanks to booming demand for travel, it's proven to be a very good investment for Bain. A net profit after tax of $129 million compared to a loss of $565 million in 2022. Now, what this does, Tom, is it paves the way for a possible billion-dollar share market listing or a float on the ASX, maybe in the coming months. Um, the Virgin has been holding back on this announcement. The chief executive, Jane Herdlick, has been very careful about her comments. So, IPOs or initial public offerings are all about timing. But if it does go ahead, uh, the Virgin Australia float would be the biggest one that we've seen since 2021. Peter Ryan, thank you as always. The ABC Senior Business Correspondent, Peter Ryan, there.